listening to Bros Let's Talk. Hey. Missed me last week? Nope. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, yeah, we were, uh, I think we did a pretty good job. We held our own. You know, it was a, it was a little nerve-wracking without Daddy at the wheel, but we were fine. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was a proud, proud father moment when I was listening to you guys. You guys had me laughing at moments, crying at moments. <laughs> Mainly from the laughter, not oh, so good. much emotionally. I was going to say, was that bad? It was, was that uh, good? It was, it was some good XFL analysis. I think we're steadily cementing ourselves as one of the premier XFL podcasts in the world. Yeah, for sure. So we'll start there. Week two, XFL action took place this week. We had take, two games Saturday. Yes, fourth and final game of the weekend taking place right now. At last check, I think the Battle Hawks to six. are up fifteen to six, losing or trailing, to six. trailing fifteen to six to the, the Houston Roughnecks. Roughnecks. Correct. Okay, we had your DC Defenders with a dominating Taking victory booty. over the Guardians in Game One. Looking like the best team so far. My Vipers, not so much, man. It's <coughs> Mark Trestman having trouble finding the end yep, zone. Sure is. 0-2. Uh, Sean's team picked up their first victory of the season today. First up. Against the L.A. Wildcats. Nice. And then, um, yeah, the Dragons picked up their first win of the season against Jimmy's Vipers yesterday. So after two weeks of play, it's looking like we're going to have a 2-0, and 2-1-1s, and an 0-2 yeah, yeah. on our end. So... <coughs> How are we feeling about our teams two weeks in? Or in just the league in general, I guess. You guys had some good analysis last week, but like, Um We talked about it sucks. a little we talked about it a little bit <laughs> last week. And what I sort of attributed it to um kind of off season rust shaking off. Um, I think a lot of people were expecting this to be sort of a kind of high flying offensive league um they made the balls a little bit uh skinnier to be able to sling it around the field easier um i think some of the rules definitely um help the offense but from what i've seen in week one um i don't think that that's really off-season rust anymore i think it's just a lack of talent on the field yeah which we also kind of alluded to last week but um, I still think, given what they have, I think they're putting out a good product. But they're going to have to do something in order to... nobody Nobody's going to want to watch... I think the unders have hit at like an alarming rate in the XFL so far. Points just aren't being scored. And for a secondary league to the NFL, I think that's what you need to engross fans into it is you can't have games that are 15 to 9 and 18 to 6 and things like that. You I think should in order not to be engross... scoring a point in the XFL, which happened today. Yeah. You should not be <laughs> right. getting shut out in the XFL. The, the Guardians didn't score any points yesterday either against the Defenders, so there's been... Two shutouts so far, I think. Andy, yeah. I think you put it really well when you said that it's good given what the talent is. And 
I'm sure there's a lot of guys that are hopeful to make it to, to the NFL one day and their contracts are structured as such so that if they are, if a team is interested in them, they can take them. But as I noted last week, there's a lot of simple things that we're, that we take for granted and seeing that, that aren't happening, like catching a football or <laughs> tackling or completing a pass. And not because other guys are, are making that difficult, but because just self-induced errors, which I think hopefully will be cleaned up, but maybe this is just the talent that, that we're going to see moving forward. I still think it's very entertaining. I like how you see the coaches talking, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators. They have analysts who hear them also and are explaining what they're saying, which I think is super cool. It helps fans understand the game and understand offenses and defenses more, but the product on the field has got to keep up with everything else that's going on. I liked what Sean said last week about this being a big, um, I can't remember what you said exactly, Sean, but basically them testing things out in the XFL to see if it would work in the NFL with just different rules. I mean, the kickoffs and things like that, but even, even as far as the broadcasts go where Jimmy, like you were just saying, like miking up the coaches throughout the entire game to kind of just give you that inside look. It's almost like um, like golf five years back started putting the microphones on the tee boxes yeah. to where you could hear the swing amplified. You could hear uh, golfers talking to their caddies and things like that. And it's just it's little things like that that kind of immerse you into what's going on on your television that I think go a long way. And I think that stuff is going to eventually make its way to the NFL because I think it's a good I think it's all good things. There's no reason not to put those things into the NFL, but I do think they are using the XFL as a test, a test run. Yeah, if if they were to put that in the NFL, I wish they would back off it just a little bit because it can become distracting at times. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cool now because the talent isn't as good. But if I was watching an NFL game and I was hearing the coaches all the time, it would I think distract me right. from watching a better product on the field. But for what they are right now, it works out to their advantage. I also saw something, uh, someone tweeted, and I can't remember who, but yesterday they said it's that they weren't caring as much about the XFL, not because the product wasn't what it kind of, not because it's a diminished product, but almost the fact that football season's over for them in their mind, like football season's over. So now it's okay. Pitchers and catchers return NBA NHL season. And then I that kind of blossomed an idea in my head that if they truly want to use this as almost like a farm system to the NFL, have that be have those games on like Fridays. Yeah. A Friday night game or during the NFL uh, season. Yeah. When people are so engrossed in football where they have college on Saturday, NFL on Thursday the XFL on Sunday. Friday. Yeah, I think that all, would be all awesome. four games the same. And yeah, then, be, I'm like trying to be into it, and I'll be honest. Like I'm watching, and I, I you can just see that the product's not exactly. as good, right? And it became really obvious to me when Alyssa was watching the games with me yesterday, and she goes, "Why is the football so bad?" I was like, yeah. <laughs> like so she's starting to get into football more recently, but she can tell watching that it's For just not sure. the same. And I was like, you know what? It's because these are guys trying to make it back to the NFL. We said last well, week um, it's not even as good as some college games. No, definitely not. Like it's not good as the as this college football, you know, Correct. championship well, or whatever it's called. If you if you ran it synonymous with the nfl season and used it as a farm system for the nfl guys wouldn't necessarily be shooting to make a practice squad on an nfl team but would rather you know shoot for an xfl contract and be able to be pulled right out of an xfl game if someone was in need right into the nfl playing on sunday they should just cut practice squads and make the xfl the practice squads of the nfl but you play yeah, pretty much like a JV system. Yep, like a legit 
triple A program. Right? Yeah, I think that I think that would be a great idea. Real quick, back on the production note, I think that the sideline reporters are a little bit obnoxious going up to the people right away. Like sometimes it's funny. uh, Matt McGloin was playing terrible yesterday for the Guardians, (laughs) and the reporter might as well have just said, "Hey, dude, you're sucking out (laughs) there. What's going on?" And he's just like, "I just not you know he got he had just gotten benched." It's like, uh, and then today. I forget who it was. Someone on the on the LA team was played for the Rams and was friends with Todd Gurley. And Todd Gurley was there watching the game, and he scored a touchdown. They're like, "Hey, you just scored a, a touchdown with Todd Gurley watching you. How does that feel?" It's <laughs> like, what what does that add to anything? It just just anything to get the right. NFL in there. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much right. But it's I'm I'm giving it a chance, especially because the defenders are looking like the cream of the crap. They are. They do look good. Cardale Jones, MVP. Is he slinging? He's, he was slinging yesterday. I think their defense is better than anybody else's, which has yeah. shown up. The defenders, aptly named. <laughs> but, uh, so it's 10 weeks, so we'll see how it unfolds moving forward. I think Sean and I were talking about it a little bit, that the the a lot of the games have been kind of one-sided so far. Like, one team's had the game in hand pretty much the whole way mm-hmm. so moving forward hopefully they can have it more competitive towards the end so it's you know they don't get down the stretch and it's everything's locked up already and then people might tune out yeah um do we know what their playoff system is uh i think f- i want to say like four teams get in only like it's pretty tight because there's Eight total, so I guess mm-hmm. that's half the league, though. So, you know, top two from each. But is it like are there are there technically is it just one big league? Every no, there's two. There's two conference. There's like an, okay. I think it's an East and a West. So the top two teams from each conference play yeah, each other, it's and, like, then... and it's pretty much in line with where everyone's placed. Like it's you know New York, DC, gotcha. Uh, you know the Battle Hawks. And then I think the Vipers are all east, and then everyone else is on the west. Got it. So we shall see, I guess. For me, I feel like it's going to just keep me entertained until baseball starts, because I am excited about the White Sox this year. It's a good little bridge, but it's got a up yeah agreed for me yeah it's got to pick yeah, up scoring's gotta oh, definitely. dude speaking of definitely baseball won't. did you guys see the cody bellinger and carlos correa back and forth the last couple days yeah a lot Everyone of people is, a lot of people have been coming out are going at oh the yeah Astros Brian came so, out. oh i didn't see kb what did he say yeah i didn't see that either he came out and um he, he was just called a crap like everyone else. yeah he he didn't directly go at anybody and say like he didn't name any names or anything like that but he just said the Astros as a as a whole you know it shouldn't be fair to allow teams to just basically get by with this stuff right. and then there've been a ton of players that have come out of the woodwork now because now I feel like that a few of them have come out and been vocal about it. Now other players feel like, okay, right. Since we're on the right side of this, might as well come out and say, um, Rob Manfred though came out. Oh God, that was <laughs> had a press. Bad. That was, that was real bad. If anybody didn't see it, Manfred, somebody asked them if he should have rescinded the world series title from the Astros. And, he gave he gave a horrible answer and basically saying why would I take away a piece of metal from somebody like what yes that's how yeah, he referred he, to he, the World Series title was a piece of metal he oh didn't equate gosh. it to them like actually being to World Series champions he right he just thought it was a trophy that he would be taking away not necessarily their title of World Series champions so it seems like the more and more this goes I mean, on. It just makes the, the MLB look worse and worse. The owner and the players' oh, man. apologies, so which bad. I say with yeah. you know, so quotes, bad. quotes, were terrible and Except made everything worse. Except for Carlos worse. Correa. He's been the only one who legitimately was contrite, apologized, didn't give a I'm sorry, but 
everyone else. Did you hear what the owner did at his press conference? I can't remember how oh it was God. like he said he said it didn't affect the game or it did affect the game and then 55 seconds later it was like I didn't say it affected the game or it didn't affect the game and they're like <laughs> dude you literally just said like you literally just said that not even yeah, a minute ago. He just lied about it. I say the four of us go to a Sox Astros game and just eviscerate that team for 9 innings straight. Dude, it's gonna they're going to get that anywhere they go. Every single yeah, game they go to. I would be shocked Good. if they made the playoffs because they're going to be so mentally drained come July from dealing with questions and fans every single day. I, I can't wait. I seriously can't wait. Dude, I thought it was really interesting, too. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw. I think it was Matt Kemp um, came out, and he was, he was asked to be – part of the science science stealing group oh i did on the astros and he like blatantly turned it down and said i want no part of this i think it was tony kemp who was on uh yeah you're right you're right this year yeah yep yeah um and now that now that you have guys from the organization that it happened to coming out and saying like yeah i mean i made a decision not to do it everybody else could have done the exact same thing right. that makes i think it makes them look even worse so that there worse. were players Definitely. inside saying so much worse i don't want i don't want to be a part of this like well, this and is there was there was a lot of information that came out that this started deep within like the analytics yes. department yeah they this is an organizational philosophy right not just they the developed players a plan sent out an email to like everyone in the organization about their intent to do this and then relayed it to the coaching staff and got i guess Alex Cora oh, who was like the main guy on board to kind of drive it forward and then the players took it over from there and it's just i think it's worse than the steroids oh for I know that, sure that's been thrown out Not there but this comparable. is like legitimately this is a using an electronics effort. and technology and exactly an organizational effort to gain a competitive advantage this goes beyond just someone tipping their pitches or anything like that like this well, is just legitimately cheating i i think too the reason that this is bigger than the steroids originally i was before more and more details came out, I was sort of on the fence about whether or not I thought this was really as bad as it was when it was when it first came out saying that, you know, they were using videos to look to try and steal signs. I was like, yeah, that's bad. But like how much of an advantage can you really get? But then it came to the buzzers on the chest, the yeah. garbage can yeah. taps that you could hear in the background and the fact that it ran so deep into the organization. I've completely flipped my stance on that. And the reason that I think this is now going to be viewed as bigger than the steroids is because now the MLB has said that they're going to do a further investigation into the Astros. But with that, I think is going to come more teams that have done things similar yes, to this. Agreed. And that's going to be the reason that it blows up bigger than the steroids is because if it was limited to one team, granted they did win the world series while doing this. I mean, on paper, that team probably should have won a world series, regardless of if they were stealing signs or anything like that. It wasn't like a lesser than team that came through right. and did and right. cheated their way into the world series. But this is, I think going to result in a lot of teams whether it's as big as what the Astros were doing or kind of minor things here or there, I think the MLB is going to find stuff that they don't really want to, to let find. loose, yeah. which is which is why they've kind of been like, oh, yeah, it's the Astros. It's only the Astros, blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, I don't know. I think, I, I think, I think it's going to continue. Doing it. You think Yeah, one. and I think I it's really going to be. I, I think like the whole NL Central is doing it. Like I think when you look at the home road splits Clearly for not the, the entire Cubs. NL Central, no, the Cubs too. The the home road splits last year for the NL Central in the division were insanity, like crazy. Like the the Cubs couldn't win on the road. Remember that stretch? They had they they could not win on the road in the division. They couldn't do it. But that that's how it was for every team. Cubs would always win at home, and they'd always get destroyed on the yeah, road. Yeah, but that was because of pitching, make, right? Not hitting. I can't say exactly what it was, but the that's 
crazy. I mean, even the Reds were were destroying us at home. I you know. I, the Brewers I just think- were were a team that was mentioned. Yes. that who had possibly been doing it, and I wouldn't put it past the Cardinals to be doing it either, just because of their felonious history. So it's I don't know. I I think it's I think it is deeper than the Astros for sure. I've, I forget what that guy's name was that came out with the report of all the people that were doing steroids, which is what A-Rod ended up being on. The Mitchell term. Report? Yeah, the Mitchell yeah. Report. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have um, some private investigators doing behind-the-scenes work to come up with a very similar report to that to where this is going to come out in maybe the next year or two that there are teams all over the MLB that have been doing stuff, maybe even different things than what the Astros were doing, but well, just that's, completely. That's why we haven't heard from every team yet. Mm-hmm. Even that's why we've heard from certain players and certain teams. Right. Because if you're doing that, yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody wants to come out and say, no, we didn't do anything, and then right. Oh, have yeah, them investigate it. So. Right. Dude, my solution was the entire – starting roster from coaching staff to players should all be facing a one-year ban forfeiting their salaries and the houston astros minor league system is forced to step in as their starters that would be insane. <laughs> and they That'd forfeit awesome. their draft picks and they receive more than a five million dollar fine they vacate the title i'm talking Let's fucking death throw the book at him because yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Why? I mean, why? How are players exempt from getting in trouble for this? Because, because he's he, I mean, it's, cause, it's because ridiculous. Manfred the claims he's worried about the the players' association and how they would react. Did well, you guys see the video of uh, that was circulating about Carlos Beltran doing an interview right after they won the World Series against the Dodgers and? A-Rod basically asked something along the lines of, oh, was was you Darvish tipping his pitchers or was he doing something that you guys were able to like get an advantage? And he kind of just had this smirk on his face and gave off. So I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we, we kind of knew what was coming or something like that. And it was like there was a certain <laughs> smugness to it even to like they knew they were cheating yep. and they didn't even they care didn't that they were cheating nope. because they just won the World Series and – yeah, they knew what was coming because they had someone filming it and relaying it to the dugout they literally and banging knew what it on was trash coming. cans. They literally Sean, knew what you, was coming. Sean, you brought this so. up a few weeks ago, I think you said, when Altuve guests, guests, in quotes, four sliders in a row from Chapman. And that is like, when you have a guy who throws 103 miles an hour, you do not guess four sliders in a row. You have to know and what's coming. he was coming. all over all them, over. too. He all was all over, over all – he was foul-tipped. I think he foul-tipped the first three before he hit the furthest home run I've ever seen him hit. And I couldn't – I couldn't believe I saw four straight sliders from, sliders from Chapman. Right. But I could not believe that – he and, was all over all four. And then the celebration, or yep. not wanting to celebrate at home plate, was is so oh, obvious yeah. in right. hindsight when you look back at it. Those and it makes, videos it makes will Chapman's come out face all after year. that so much better. Those, too. those videos, right. are being, people have been doing deep dives for the rest of the however. And long. it's crazy that the MLB basically just came out and said that like, yeah. oh, there was no, there was no yeah. evidence that they had buzzers. They used buzzers this year. Bullshit. When, yeah. That's a bunch of horse shit. The whole thing is bullshit. So bad. The other, the other thing too is that just a couple of days ago, um, Manchester City, uh, the soccer team in Europe, just received a two-year ban from the Champions League. I saw that. And a thirty million pound Insane, fine. Yeah, that's what I'm talking Insane. about. Insane. What they do? So they. There's there's a lot of rules when it comes to um, money and the income that you make in the Premier League and in the Champions League, and they were found to have misstated their financials um, in order to spend more money on talent. Um, so they got accused of doing that a couple of years ago. Somebody went in, did a deep dive, and found that it was actually true. And so now they're slapped with a two-year ban on the Champions League and this $30 million fine, which is like, yeah. And now you see like when a league responds like that, you know that nobody's going to be doing that ever again. And I mean, the Astros just got a slap on the wrist. Like, okay, they had to fire their manager. Like 
Who gives a shit? They probably gave <laughs> they probably gave them severance in the multi millions and same with their uh, GM or whoever they fired. I can't remember yeah, GM. what the guy's name was. Yeah. yeah. All those guys are going to be set for life. Like it's not like they're cutting ties with them no matter what. I guarantee there's some sort of severance in it. And then you why. then you see just parallel a a huge league worldwide yep. goes out has some sort of controversy and then s- just lays the hammer on a team that had wrongdoing. Yep. So yep. Yep. it's yep. just yep. it makes the MLB look like a joke. Yep. Well, it is Manfred is a joke. He so. is. Yes, he is. I would agree. Speaking of throwing the hammer down. All-Star Weekend was going on in Chicago this nice. weekend. Still is. We had the, uh, still is, this All-Star Game tonight. Controversial slam dunk contest Oof. last night. So, uh, although I think the dunk contest is kind of a joke now. But uh, good dunkers, but it's just everything's a 50. It needs to be re- revamped. Yeah, it does. <coughs> scoring, anyway, scoring system in general needs to be revamped. Derek Jones, do, do, and what the hell does Candace Parker and Chadwick Boseman in common have any business judging a dunk contest? <laughs> the only person who should be is Candace Parker. She's the only. I mean, yeah, she, Candace Parker for sure. Ball. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, but she's you know, and she gets a basketball player. It should all be former dunk contest winners that judge. I would be yeah, I'd like be okay Dr. With J's that. sitting right there. They keep showing him. Why is Dr. J not a judge? They keep showing Dominique Wilkins sitting in the crowd. Why is he right. not a judge? Yeah. And if you can't no hit a sense. dunk on your first try, put Zach Levine try, at the judge. He's a, a bull. 50. Like if you don't dunk on your first, I don't attempt, know. It's that one Aaron Gordon did was pretty yep. solid. Still where think he did it, the three sixty off. The I agree, board. but if you don't hit it the first time, it, it shouldn't be a fifty. I just I don't think it should be. When you watch, uh, yeah, yeah, you go out there and do a three sixty off the backboard, one hand catching it in the air. I'll just, Jim. I'll just dunk like I normally can. I can't do anything. Fancy, Whatever, but dude. I'm just doing, oh, Jimmy, doing normal I can dunk. dunk. <laughs> but when you go back and watch Neek and, Bros, and let's MJ, talk dunk contest. <laughs> oh, <God>. Small ball hoop. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, eight foot hoop. Oh, that would be great. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, this summer, let's do it. And a trampoline. I don't know if 49, 48 for every whatever, knock them down. But I just I don't see I give someone a fifty, not make another first attempt. Although yeah, that that I'm curious if there's any kind of criteria for judging. No, there isn't. I That's why I mean, it's a joke. There is none. It's all just it's just literally just a personal decision. Which is why if you want you basically you just have to be black. If you want your <laughs> your stars to do the dunk contest, the you have to right. have a legitimate contest and not like Aaron Gordon came out and said he'll never do one again. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Like Derek Jones Jr. Like he can jump out of the gym for sure, but he basically just did different. All he was doing was between between the legs. legs. Right. Yeah. That's all he did. And Aaron Gordon basically regurgitated most of the dunks he did against Zach Levine in 2016. And should have won that dunk contest too. Like, and, and (laughs) Kenny Smith is terrible. During the dunk contest, that's a fifty. That's a fifty. That's a fifty. He just kept Hyping saying it every, every single, single time. Yeah. He jumped over Taco. He jumped over Taco. <laughs> and and they played. Um, I saw a video today. It had Aaron Gordon's best dunk from this contest and Aaron Gordon's best dunk from the last contest. And after both both dunks, Kenny Smith goes, "It's over. It's over. <laughs> Give him the crown. Give him the yeah. crown." He didn't win either of them. So. Oh my Shut God. up, Kenny Smith. Pipe down. Did you guys see the, the dunk this weekend where uh, his friend like bounced on the ball and it rolls yes. up his yeah. arms and he and catches it? And the guy it, just no like look. reaches it and doesn't look. That it's dunk full was extension. sick. Someone challenged me and Sean to recreate that on a kid hoop. On a Fisher Price hoop. Fisher hopefully. Price hoop. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> I don't even think I could do it on a Fisher Price hoop. I yeah, think that's that the only was. Way I could do it. My extensions. Limited with my right shoulder still. Still, dude, softball season two months, bro. Don't worry, dude. I'll be fine. I'm not worried. Don't worry about it. I'm just saying. Um, What else? We had uh, who ended up? uh, Buddy Buddy Healed Healed. won the three-point contest. Um, Bam Abadeo won the skills competition, Mm -hmm. which came down to two bigs, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I thought that was Um, pretty cool, actually. The world versus the or the rising stars game the other night was pretty. That sweet was cool. John Moran threw a couple of sick alley oops to Zion. A lot of good young talent in the NBA. Yeah, big be, time. Oh yeah, it's gonna be exciting for sure. You know, we're NBA's in the good hands. LeBron eventually 
we got a lot of good guys. We do. I just think the All Star Weekend is sort of a joke now. I remember. Yeah. I remember back in the day, like dunk contests. I looked forward to so much in sort of the Vince Carter prime. Um, I think that's sort of when it peaked, and then slowly, slowly, slowly started going down. There's um, just not a lot of dunks left to do. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Just, but they, you say just, that, but then someone's able to come up with They should just have the dunk contest be those professional dunker guys who don't even play in the NBA, but they just bring them in to do these. Like those guys who made that video. Those yeah. guys probably just make crazy dunk videos right. all the time. I just, I just think the whole dunk contest needs to be revamped. Like yeah, the whole, one way or another, you need to add fractional votes or something. Or even I if heard, you, even if you do like a, I'd rather have a fan vote than five guys just throwing up tens the entire time. Well, that's and I heard that on the last dunk, they wanted to have it be another tie to go to another dunk, and someone screwed up and threw up a nine instead of a ten. I heard that. <laughs> yeah. So they like Christ. they just like were idiots and didn't didn't figure it out correctly. So they should do like a like a team dunk, like West versus East. Same thing. Draft your dunkers and then the winning team has an MVP. He's like the champion of the I, contest. I still think the idea that's been floated around of them having a one on one contest would, that would be awesome. I, that would be so some cool. some guys have thrown out <laughs> I thought um, they were asking a bunch of the players. They're like, "Oh, who'd you want to play in the one-on-one contest if it happened?" Oh, I heard about this. Blah blah blah. Did you see Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook goes, uh, "Basketball is a team game, so <laughs> so I it it doesn't even it doesn't even matter." Of all people to go out and say that basketball is a team game, the guy that holds the ball for seventy-five percent of the game. <laughs> Goes out and he's like, I wouldn't want to play one on one. Basketball's a team game. All right, bud. Whatever you say. Right. <laughs> he's like, I'd rather play one on five personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I'm doing on a nightly basis? Yeah, exactly. They gotta. They gotta do something because it's like basketball All Star Weekend can be awesome yeah. because these guys are all just freak athletes. Yeah. So the All Star Game is kind of fun to watch when they just start doing all the alley oops and stuff. Like I know they play no defense, but yeah, Team yeah. LeBron is going to dominate, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I don't know what the hell Giannis yeah. was Put thinking. that list out. Did that game start I, yet? Did Pat posted a list on Old Sport of like you know five, four, three, two, one dollar players in different tiers, and LeBron's team is like a twenty three dollar team, and Giannis's is like sixteen. Insane. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was actually pretty interesting. Right. All what right. time does that game start? Does anybody Should know? Be, uh, seven, I seven, think. Seven, 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 seven. Saw that the over under for the last eight. last three eight. years, <laughs> last five years, is like three hundred and thirty eight. It's averaging the over under set at like three hundred six or something. So pound just the over. Seems, just seems too pound big, it. to ignore. Um, we also got. The first photos of Robert Pattinson as Batman this week. And outfit looks pretty solid. Love the outfit. Hate the chin. He's too skinny. I don't like it. Yeah, chin isn't chin isn't as good as I thought it was gonna be. He's be working honest. on it, I'm sure. He's doing He's chin he's got ups. a nice square chin. <laughs> it's just not beefy enough. I don't know. I I actually kind of I was surprised at how he looked in it, uh, pleasantly surprised. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I I thought I don't know what I was expecting. I just every time I hear Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, and I shouldn't do this because, but I always think Twilight, yeah. and all all I was thinking about when I first heard that he was cast as Batman was like, oh my god, like the pale white vampire is going to be in a batman costume but i kind of flipped the script on that as well i know he's a good actor and i was pleasantly surprised at how he looked in the bat suit granted it was a very dark and people had to edit the shit out of the picture in order to get an actual right. good look at it but i i thought he looked pretty good i thought the suit looked pretty cool too um we were talking about it um there was a rumor floating around that the helm of the bat suit 
people pointed out that it looks like the handle of a gun. Um, the idea Which I can see it now that yeah. I that I saw it explained. Yeah, yeah. it's like a handle split in half and kind of put back to back. I just I I still think it's a little bit of a stretch, but the only thing that might give it legs is Kevin Smith wrote a Batman storyline. I, I saw that. And in his storyline, he included a little detail like that where Batman melted down the metal of the gun that was used to kill his parents and put it as like a shield behind his bat wild. insignia. So I never heard that. There could be some truth to that. Um, but nonetheless, I think just getting the first teaser in any aspect is exciting. Why did that get leaked? Been, I don't think it got leaked. I think Matt Reed yeah, just he, came out and posted yeah. it because they were doing their first test screening um, with the suit. So he just posted it. Ben, but it was, ben Affleck had a great chin. He did. Terrible Batman, though. You think so? Yeah. I loved him. so? Loved him as Batman. He's, right. he's got that BCC chin, the butt cheek chin, and just really pops out of that cowl <laughs> nicely. He was I'm fine. interested to see. Sucked, so yeah, that's the. Point. I'm interested to see how uh, big Robert Patton Robert Pattinson's gotten. Yeah, dude, gonna, you're right though, Jim. His big, chin big was so much better than Pattinson's. Dude, right? First ben Affleck's chin was. Ben Affleck's like kind of too. beefy yeah. right now, though. He's at like he's just like. You see big. that uh, basketball trailer? Yeah, that looks he's, pretty solid. He's big what in that basketball though. Trailer? He's beefy, dude. He's playing, it's like uh, it's like a white coach Carter. School basketball coach, yeah, exactly. White coach Carter. <laughs> Is that what the movie's it's called? It's exactly what it looked. <laughs> no, um, that'd be phenomenal. I can't remember what it's called. It I just saw okay. the trailer of it. I yeah, saw it looks the all right. Trailer when I saw nineteen seventeen, which yeah. is phenomenal. In Robert Pattinson's defense versus Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck was already pretty huge when he became Batman because of yeah. The Accountant and Triple Frontier and a couple of other action movies Wait, that he's been in. you mean in. huge like beefy or huge like famous? Like beefy? Beefy, oh, okay. like Jack. Ben Affleck's been famous since like Goodwill Hunting. No, I know. Yeah. That's why so. I was clarifying. I was like, but, where are you so going this with is, this, buddy? This, We're talking yeah. about beefiness. So Robert Pattinson <laughs> hasn't had like a string of action films that he's had before this one. So. He's got kind of a wiry frame, though. I don't know if he can be beefy. I think he could, he could get it done. I want to see the horns on the to it. on the hood. Me too. I want to see. That's important. I want to see what they're going with. Because Sean, yeah. if you if what you were saying is that it was highly influenced by the video game, they'd be the tall, yeah. pointy ones. Yep, that's that's the rumor. Is that yeah, it's going to be modeled off of Arkham series. I like the the, the bat flex, short and pointy to the point. No pun intended. Ah, see, I don't like I don't like that. <laughs> no, I love those. Those were like a little too rounded for me. I don't know. They were they looked like a cat. I'm yeah, I do. I'm I am curious to see Colin Farrell as the Penguin as well. I I think that mm-hmm. can be a solid. I guess everything you can talk everything up in your head. Yep. Like if I think about it enough, I'd be like, you know, it's gonna be really good. So only time will tell. You know, see, we'll just get little teasers here. Those and are we'll my life it. goals: to be in great shape in your like thirties and forties, and when you get older, just get fat and play the penguin in a movie. That's awesome. <laughs> Is Colin Farrell fat now? I mean, penguin's no. fat, so he's got to be somewhat fat, right? No. I mean, do we know? They might. I don't. Not make I don't think he's going to be fat. No. Okay. Listen, he's got big shoes to fill. Dude, they should have had Ben Affleck play the penguin. He's beefy. They should have <laughs> talked about how beefy he is. He could have been the penguin. Circle. <laughs> right? Ben Affleck is a penguin? Oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah, dude. We just talked about how beefy he was for like two, three minutes. Yeah, we did. The obvious choice for the penguin. Beefcake they Ben. Just kick him out. write it down. They... We're making a shirt. Beefcake beef Ben. Add it to the list. They just fire him as Batman and bring him back as the penguin in the next movie. That'd be so great. Oh God! That would be hilarious. Uh, That'd beefy. be a classic DC movie. Beefy too. Ben, yeah, big right. time. Just no. Take the exact same, exact same, same lineup as they had for Justice League and just shuffle everybody. <laughs> Gal Gadot is now the Riddler. <laughs> Cyborg is now <laughs> Penguin. Perfect. <laughs> but oh it's not God. a. It's not a reboot. True. Right. It's, it's not a reboot. soft reboot. Okay. It's not a full reboot. It's a soft. This is like reboot. the bowl. Is this the first we're time not, it's ever been? We're not. Uh, 
whatever they said. We're not retooling or we re whatever. We're just we forgot to mention how awesome it was that the uh, Bulls fan. Oh broke my out a couple gosh, different that was amazing, packs. dude! Absolutely amazing on national TV. So awesome, phenomenal. I wonder if the owner will listen. Probably Steve not. Crosby. They were the no fourth way. highest Retro. franchise. Yeah. As valued by Forbes. Oh no! About two I, everything ago, I keep reading is saying there are going to be massive changes this year. So I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I believe it when I see Agreed. it. That athletic oh. trainer fired. Agreed. I'm saying that's going to be their big move. You have to. You Huge. have to. Garpax has to go, and Jim Boylan. For the love of God, I cannot listen to that man give another press conference. Some of the shit he said, you can hear. You can hear the reporters asking him questions and being like, "What?" Like, and like, and like trying to help him, like lead him towards an answer that's at least somewhat respectable, and he just fucking botches it every time. It's embarrassing. Okay. It's embarrassing. Botch Boylan. Jim Boylan. Botch and Boylan. That's what he does. Write it down. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> on a shirt. Casey Johnson has said every time they're at an away game, someone from the other team will ask him, like, hey, what is happening with Lowry Markin? And, and they're like, Oh, he has a bad coach, so... Uh, 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 uh. Boylan yeah. sucks, dude. I swear, he, like, has everyone clock in and, like, probably has a steam whistle. Dude, did you see? <laughs> Gets he, people he, on and off the court. He literally has Fucking one of those clock-in things. Did you see? Were you making a joke? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I, I know that the clock-in thing yes, is real. he actually I, brought one in joke, I feel and like painted Jim it red Boylan and probably has a dedicated, like... Small towel or a little hanky to brush off the sweat off his head too. He seems like that kind of guy, where he meticulously folds it every time he takes it out. Dude, fuck Boylan. He's always sweating because he's an idiot. Yeah. If I was Zach Levine and Boylan was like, "Make sure you clock out," I'd be like, "Dude, I make four times as clock much." Clock these you nuts, suck Jim. Up. Yeah, exactly. I would never listen to what. Boylan what if he has punched you in the balls after you said that, Jim? That's not poor phrasing. <laughs> Wait, what if he punched you in the balls? You said, he said, clock these clock balls, these and he balls. punches you in the dick. No, I said, clock it's out these phrasing. nuts, Jim. Haven't you ever heard the these nuts jokes, Pat? Yeah. Yeah, but like, I, I was kidding. You've obviously heard of these nuts jokes before. We've made them on the show several times. Just saying, poor phrasing. It's like the Joker. Poor choice of words, you know? Yeah, and then you get hit in the balls. Let her go, and he lets There's her go. There's no way Jim Wood is going near Zach Levine's nuts. <laughs> you don't know that. That's going to end uh, up on episode 200. As I said it, I was like, damn it, why did you say it like that? Classic, Jim. Wait, me uh, or the we, coach? I'll let you figure that out yourself. All right. <laughs> so we had a video come out. Every once in a while, there's a video that kind of divides the internet. And before we talk about that, I wanted to tell you guys my story at the airport. Oh, yes. Traveling Pat teased this for us. And I almost forgot. I felt like I was on an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So let me preface this by saying on the way there, we we forgot to check in. So we had like a sea boarding pass on Southwest. Yikes. And as we were getting on the plane, they were basically like middle seats only. So we, we split up towards the front of the plane at least so we could get off early and sat middle. And it wasn't that bad. And I was like, all right. And on the way back, we checked in, but we still got a B. And as we were getting on, it was like there was some couple seats towards the back. But I, all I was thinking about is when you get home, there's nothing worse than sitting there and waiting for everyone to get off. So I was like, let's just split off again, do middles right towards the front. So we did that. Alyssa sat next to some nice elderly lady who doesn't travel much. And like they were talking the whole time. Um, and we got off the plane and I swear this lady was like following us around. We kept like we stopped went to the bathroom and then like Alyssa comes out and she's like, Oh, funny seeing you here again. Like we kept she kept running into us at every turn. I was like, All right, this lady's yeah, definitely following weird. us, but whatever. She seems nice and we're at we're waiting for our baggage at the baggage claim and like they keep sending us back and forth between these two carousels and it was super annoying. And we finally get to our carousel. I grab my bag, and this old lady's still standing there. And she's like, I think she said she was 75. So she's she's telling me, she's like, can you grab my bag for me? I'm like, sure, I'm not going to say no. And she's she's like, it's purple. So this purple bag's come up. She's like, I think it's this one. And this guy is standing right next to me, too. And he grabs the bag, and I like oh he like hands it to me. And then I like, is this yours? She's like, no, that's not mine. 
So I'm like, oh, and I put it back on, and the guy goes, that's my bag. And I was like, well, what? what? I was like, why would you hand me your bag then? He's like, why would you put it back on there? And he goes and grabs it. He's just like, oh. He's like all mad. And then what? The, yeah, right. This I've never <laughs> I'm just looking around. Like, he grabbed his bag, and I, like, you know, just put my hand out, and he handed it to me. So I was, you know, I showed, is this your bag? No. So I put it down. He's like, what? he gets so mad. That's my bag. And he starts chasing it down. Someone else grabbed it off for me. And he's like, oh looking at me all God. pissed off. Oh and he's like, why God. would you do that? And then I was like, why would you give me your bag? And the lady's like, I said it was mine. And, and then I'm just but like. But it wasn't hers, right? right now. Get me out <laughs> of but here. But it wasn't hers. So then the guy just like walks away. And, Jesus and the lady Christ. looks at me. She goes. What a dick! I was like, <laughs> the old lady said that. Yeah, lady awesome. said that? I was, yes, I was oh, like, that's thank awesome. you. But I was, it was so weird. I, I just walked away and I was like, why would you hand someone else? <laughs> that is your so that's what I said. weird. Okay. What the hell? I'm glad that you guys are on the same page as me because he oh, handed 100%. me his bag and then got mad at me because I put it well, back on. The he thing. probably oh, felt was... like an idiot. Handing you his bag, definitely. So he was making I just, up I mean, for I, it by I being an up asshole. Alpha his ass pretty much. Like he grabbed his bag, and I basically was like, "Is this your bag?" You're and like, "This bag is bag mine now. Just, I'm gonna give right? it to this nice old lady. <laughs> this is my luggage now." And then her bag came up like a couple bags later, and I grabbed it for. Sir, her, so. is this your but bag? Have you ever? Yeah, like that dude definitely doubled down on being an ass. Yeah, oh, he oh yeah, for sure he did. Up. Right. A hundred percent. There's no doubt. What would have been even more amazing is if the old lady actually thought it was her bag. I would have loved to see what unfolded then. He just doesn't say anything. Well, that's her. My my luggage is gone. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just leave, I guess. Did I ever tell you guys about the time I was at? What movie was that? I think I saw Avengers Endgame, and this guy doubled down on being an asshole in the hardest way possible. No. uh, We're watching the movie, and a phone rang in the movie. And this guy, oh, come two on. seats down from me, goes, get off your phone, yells it throughout the theater, and it's in the fucking movie, and I'm laughing hard, <laughs> and this guy's sitting there salty as hell, and then uh, a, a Wait, girl- so a phone rang in the, in the movie, and he yelled at someone in the yes, theater exactly. like it was their Jesus phone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it's like, it's not close, it's a movie- <laughs> It's way louder, dude. Like, he fucked up. <laughs> and then he doubled down on it on a 15-year-old girl because she pulled her phone out real quick. She got a text. Oh, and my God. he stood God. up. She was two rows in front of him. He stood up and blasted her. <laughs> I was like, holy Jesus shit. Christ, I started dude. cracking up in the middle. Of the dude. I was laughing out loud at this guy. I was People like, are going such on? fucking douchebags. Phones it. ringing in when they're not supposed to are always funny. Like... Alyssa and I were at church today, and there was this uh, Chinese family sitting in front of us. There was, like, five of them, and the older woman's phone started ringing, and it was, like, a classic old lady, super loud ringtone. Mm. She's pulling it out. She can't figure it out, how to get it out, and you could just see the whole family <laughs> just looking at her, and I'm just thinking of, like, Chinese culture. Like, this lady's bringing so much shame to her yep. family right now. Like, they're just so pissed at her. You could just tell they're all looking at her like, what are you doing? And she finally figures it out, and then they all pull out their phones, and they're, like, checking to make sure it's on silent and stuff. I'm like, oh, I like ba- – my phone's almost always on silent, so, so I feel like I never same. have to worry what's, about what's, it. What's funny to yep. me is when stuff like that happens to people, and they forget how to use their own device. Like, she doesn't right? know how to turn her own phone <laughs> off. <gasps> That just always Freaking makes out. yeah because they, they get tell. so upset like and they lose all, right they lose all focus. So I heard this segment on the radio the other day, um, and it was people were calling in if you're a black person and you go to a white movie theater, or if you're a white person and you go to a black movie theater, and these people calling in were so funny and just the the different like the different uh, or the cultural differences. Like if you go to a black Dude. movie, people are sitting up there like rewind that shit. Rewind that shit, play it. I will never forget when I saw it was a it was a Jet Li and a DMX movie. I don't remember the name of it. It was like 15, 20 years awesome. 
Oh, Cradle of the Grave. Cradle of the Grave, yeah. yes. And there's a scene where they like rip somebody's heart out. I hate that I know and, like, that. Eight people stand up and are screaming for them to rewind the movie. And I'm like, oh my god, like <laughs> this is wild. So rewind the movie so, in a movie theater. So this guy, this black dude, calls in. And he's like, yeah, I was at this white movie theater and I and I stood up to tell him to like do something again, and everyone looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> dude, I when I was. I don't know, I had to be like 17 or 18 at the York Theater, so it was kind of weird that it happened there. Went and saw Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay, uh-huh. and it was me, Alyssa, Corey, Morgan, and we were super baked, and we went there, and it was literally us four, and the rest of the theater was black people, and there's that scene where they leave that party oh, with God. their rich friend, and they're driving that car through the neighborhood, and they crash into the fire hydrant, and it's like a black neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And there's all those racial stereotypes, talking about Kool-Aid and all that great stuff. Great Dude, and it was so funny, and you know, we were laughing, but they were going nuts. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it made me feel better because they were dying laughing, yeah. but it was like also a little bit uncomfortable. I wasn't laughing as hard as I wanted to be. <laughs> I, I have... A- I have one of those stories as well where I went to see, I think, Mission Impossible 2 with my parents. Mm -hmm. And the opening scene is when he's climbing up that mountain. um, And he makes, he does one of these like jumps from, so he's free soloing this side of this mountain, Tom Cruise. And he like does a jump from one to the other and like grabs on one handed, like just a classic mission impossible stunt and it's like a tense moment in the movie because obviously he's doing all this and it's really quiet and he finally gets up to the top but he makes this move where he jumps from left to right and this woman down in the front she goes damn (laughs) so so loud and then everybody around just like was so caught off guard that everybody started laughing at her like it wasn't a funny part in the movie or anything like that but it was just like it was just so perfect she just Uh, out of nowhere damn i like i like when that happens in a movie theater when something that like is universally accepted by everyone yeah like it gets a good laugh or maybe a little cheer out of everybody that like so, Avengers when Thor comes oh, yeah. down in Infinity War, yep, like that. Was, I remember seeing in the theater and people started cheering and shit. And it was awesome. Yeah. Oh god, that was so great. So awesome. Getting back to the original point though, <laughs> yeah, so that Jesus, airplane how video did we came get out. Here? <laughs> 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 um. So if you haven't seen it, you can find it anywhere, pretty much. But. It's a, it's a guy. The situation is this guy was in the last row of an airplane, so he couldn't lean back. And the passenger in front of him had reclined their chair. And instead of being an adult and asking the woman maybe if she could kindly move her chair up so he can get his work done or whatever, he proceeded to just repeatedly push the back of the head of her chair. And then she passive-aggressively, instead of also being an adult, maybe just trying to defuse the situation by pulling her chair up. We started recording it, and it was a Mexican standoff of sorts on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I don't know. We've talked about it. I think both parties are assholes. Agree. Yeah. With uh, slightly more of an asshole to being the guy behind her. For sure. Um, yes. For because sure. it's kind of just one of those things where People. Some people are gonna recline their chairs. Others aren't. You have every right to recline your seat in a plane. Correct. Definitely. It's that's the baseline. You know what? I had said I'd never reclined my seat before, and on the way back on our flight, Alyssa and I sat in back-to-back rows, so she was behind me. So I reclined my chair on the way back. And it didn't really do anything for me. So yeah. I just, it doesn't really matter to I'm me. I'm uncomfortable just, in planes as it is. Yeah. I, I just need to get a neck pillow. That's what I need to do. I always say I'm going to do it and I never do it. I, I want to get one of those too, yeah. I feel like I could survive if I just had a neck pillow. Agreed. <laughs> and I agree. then I don't need to recline. I'll just watch my shows or whatever. And Yeah, I, is. Um, going back to the video, I... I don't usually recline. If I do, it's maybe an inch or two. Um, but with that being said, everyone has the right to recline, whether or not you are the last, like the second to last. If the person behind you doesn't want to recline or can't recline, you still have your own right to do so. 
that guy also like little wrench into the system that guy fucked up by either not checking in in time or selecting yep. the last row in the seat yep, yep. or last row yeah. in the plane to where board. he yeah <laughs> like that's that own guy's fault for ending up with that seat yeah agreed if if he if he remembered to check in, there's no chance in hell he gets the last row in the plane. So he either completely forgot, or he purposely selected that seat. In which case, him being in that situation is entirely his fault. Agreed. That yep. row sucks too. I've sat in the not last row but second to last row, and I had the end of the aisle seat, which was nice, or which I thought was nice to start. And it's literally just people lining up, it's a streamlining the, yep. yep. the whole time. Like people basically just dick at head level the whole yep. time, and, yep. and they don't and even ask like, if you want dick or ass or, or sorry, front or back. <laughs> and you brought up the good point, Jimmy. We should make like a like a flip coin, like they have at Brazilian steakhouses where, like, you want more meat or less meat? It's like meat or no meat. You just have no meat. Oh, like, uh, that's awesome. Uh, like, if you wouldn't mind, could you stand with your dick facing away from yes, me? Yes, thank you. Thank you, But, sir. yeah, people, it's incredible, too, how much people lack uh, awareness of their surroundings in those situations. Like, Agreed. They're like leaning on the back of the head mm-hmm. of your chair. Yep. It's like there's a human being sitting right here who paid just as much money as you did for their airplane ticket. Correct. Possibly more and sitting in a shittier spot. First of all, we're Fuck all off, uncomfortable dude. on airplanes. Okay. Right. And, and yep. uh, J.A. Adande tweeted this. Instead of being mad at each other, we should be mad at the airlines for cramming us all in these sardine-shaped Right, aircraft, and there's then, studies that show that the the space has gotten smaller over the years yeah. for really? for airline passengers, Scumbags. In, in coach at least, trying to maximize that money. When yep. are they going to learn how to teleport, dude? So right, just, like, like <laughs> not soon enough. So dude. many shows I watch have teleportation. What dude. is going on? Seriously, we're supposed could, to have it by now. It's 2020. What if we could teleport, but it was excruciatingly painful? Oh, I'd still like, do it. Very painful. Okay, very now wait. Like, Describe how painful. I mean, you could feel the molecules in your body being like disintegrated, and then rebuilt oh, then, into another then place. No, I think oh, I'm I was good. thinking maybe like when you land, someone kicks you in the nuts, and then it's <laughs> just that like might be welcome to Australia, it. asshole! Like, Kick in the nuts, <laughs> cost of business, <laughs> cost of business. <laughs> it's a line of guys. Here's a little bit more extreme. Nutsack. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh my that. god. <laughs> I'm saying you can't just teleport and you're not like Sean. You feel it in every single molecule of your being. That's what it is. That's Sean's dream job to stand there when the person who teleports and he gets to kick him in the balls or in the vagina. Like, welcome to Disney World. Whack. I would take that job in a second. Uh, (laughs) So, when teleportation becomes real, do you guys think that it is a copy? of yourself that's going somewhere or do you think it's actually you that is being disintegrated and then re-put together like Sean just said? Whoa. I think it's me re-put together. Whoa. Whoa. I do. Which, Whoa. now that you mention it, like, say it like that, I'm good taking a plane. <laughs> I don't want to right. talk anymore. Well, if it's down. a copy of you, can both copies feel it when you get kicked in the nuts on the other side? Well, one copy, your original copy dies. Right? Yeah, your original oh, copy's gone. You're dead? Yeah. You're just dead? And you get, you're essentially so copied you're just a and nut- killed and then uh, re-downloaded identically. And, the, and your nuts the are the same? Have the same sensitivity levels? Everything's all the same, but one of you right. dies and then same you get nuts, copied. Same nuts then, same pain. I don't know, that's a good one. This Andy. sounds I, like... I've never thought... Dude. I've never thought this hard into teleporting. We just wrote all. our next movie. This is wild. So the movie's based on <laughs> teleportation, but when someone gets teleported, the copy doesn't die. So now there's two Whoa, of so them. So then there's two copies? Yes. It's like the prestige. And then something bad's going to yeah. happen, and one of them knows it and has to keep the copy alive, or they both die. Write that down. All right. And what does every movie make? Put on a shirt. Full penetration. <laughs> they double team his wife. <laughs> they double team his wife. <laughs> Right, what would we call that movie, Jim? Double penetration. 
Double, double teleportation. Double teleportation. Okay, we're on to something there. This movie's gonna rock. Hell yeah. Okay. So I gonna, think when, that when I listen I think back, I'm gonna write every this down. Movie, sure. Every movie we come up with, we should have the tagline from Anaconda: "When you can't breathe, you can't scream." No matter what movie we do, it has that tagline with it. Is that the tagline from Anaconda? Yes. Oh my god! And, They're uh, rebooting Anaconda. You 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 have to pause before you say "scream" to really sell it. Wait, say it one more time. When you can't breathe, you can't scream. <laughs> Double That's penetration. Pause there, Coming kid. to a theater near you. When you Hell can't yeah. breathe, you can't scream. <laughs> Double penetration. <laughs> Not a sense. Double though. teleportation. It's like something DC would do. Yeah. They would accidentally name it Double Penetration. And after <laughs> yeah. the first week, they'd have to rename it because it's not a porno flick. <laughs> Did you guys Mines are see? out the door for the new DC film Double Penetration. <laughs> Double telling. Did you guys see when when Dr. Pepper came out with shirts that said I heart DP on them? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, we should have gotten oh, one of those before they got discontinued. Do you think yeah. they did that on purpose? I tried to buy one and they were discontinued. Sell. You guys remember the Make 7 Up Yours yes, shirts? Yes, I got yeah. in trouble for wearing that at York. Me too. Really? Yeah, so and then so I got in trouble for it and then I think I got a detention because the the lady whoever was talking to me said she meant to say turn your shirt inside out, but she said turn your shirt around. So I just turned around and so said, said up, up yours, yours in the front. And she was like, that's that go to the office. Classic. Classic mix up. Right? And I was like, sorry, lady. Uh, um, in trouble for t shirts. Classic. A couple more quick things I wanted to touch on before we wrap up. We had out of nowhere a Stranger Things season four teaser. Yes, Sean, we did you did. see it? I, I saw it. I'm all in, guys. Oh, yeah, you caught up on Stranger Things, didn't you, Jim? No, I've just seen season three. Oh. Okay. But I'm so all just in seen for season, season four. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yes, there it is. Oh. No, Shorty, there I have not is. seen season one or two. I've just seen that season three. Awesome. Jimmy, that's hilarious. Okay, well, spoilers beyond this point if you haven't seen Five, it already. Four, three, escape now, one. Detective Hopper still alive. <laughs> In Russia, Ooh. somewhere on some from Russia sort of with love farm, and which is a massive coincidence because he'll be playing a Russian character in the upcoming Black Widow Marvel movie. So, um, Andrew Luck reference right there. Yeah, and Marvel movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> he has like a one sixty yeah. IQ. Um, 